Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you. But if you want to make love, then I do too, and I'll be right there behind you. Listeners, and welcome back to another episode of The Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast. I'm your co host again, Michael Monroeville Mall Rothman. And wouldn't you believe it? I'm still here at Chapelwaite Manor. Um, we're, we're, we're not on uh, the, the porch anymore. We're, we're sitting somewhere in the creaky dining room. You know, we're looking around. We got creepy portraits staring back at us. It's all candlelit, it's pretty beautiful. And it's beautiful because I'm not alone. If I was alone, I'd be scared. But who else is here with me? This is Jen to the Rage Adams. And I don't want to alarm you, but I think the cellar door is open. Ooh, God. I, I'm pretty sure I closed it all the way, but, you know. Well, I hope you didn't close it all the way because I believe earlier I saw Rebecca Morgan walk Ooh. down there. Um, Uh-oh. And, and it's, if you watch the show... And you're familiar with uh, Epix's Chapel Wait, which is what we're <laughs> going to be talking about today. Uh, the second interview that we have in our three interview series is with that Rebecca Morgan. And who is uh, who, who plays Rebecca Morgan? It is Stevie herself, Emily Hampshire. And uh, she was fantastic. She really was. I, I had so much fun with this interview. This is our first mm-hmm. interview in our, series, in our three-part series that we did. And um, she was so energetic and so much fun. Um, really just took any of the anxiety away that I had going into the press day, I felt. Um, oh, totally. And I'm such a huge fan of Schitt's Creek. And yeah. she just plays such a sarcastic and stoic character. And then Rebecca is got a little bit of that flavor, too, although um, the old-timey version. But she was, Emily was so, like, glamorous and so, like, vivacious and talkative. It was really great. It really was. It was yeah. yeah. Really I, I, fun conversation. I, I actually felt like I, I have to imagine that, like on set, it pro- she had to probably like, probably dial back her own personality, just because it's mm. you know in the show she definitely has that that she definitely adds a certain um, levity to the proceedings. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, which you know, I say that very lightly because there's not much levity in this <laughs> show. <laughs> right. Um, in fact, I don't think there's. I think there's maybe a slight kind of uh, giggle you could have in certain <laughs> scenes maybe when you know they're uh-huh. talking about something that goes bump in the night or whatever I don't know yeah either well, way I had a couple of feminist <laughs> fist bumps with her throughout yeah. the show too because I love her <laughs> well and you talk about that on this uh, in this interview um, mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah she basically says that she played the female Stephen King, which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty fitting considering the fact that, as you mentioned, she played Stevie. So yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's get to it because it's uh, it's a little longer than the Adrian one. As you saw, the Adrian Brody interview was 15 minutes. We got 25 with Emily, Ooh. and as as you'll see ahead or hear ahead, uh, she's quite a joy. So uh, not to sound redundant, but enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> what is a ghost? Is it a presence that prowls our bedchambers when we turn down the lights? Or is it a memory that roams the dark corridors of our mind 
One moment. Hi. Hi. This is Mike Rothman from the Losers Club. And this is Jen Adams from the Losers Club. Emily Hampshire from Chapelwood. <laughs> hey, Emily. Uh, you know, Chapelwood is such a rich gothic horror story. I wanted to know what your relationship is to the genre and especially Stephen King. Well, what's funny is that when um, I was offered this project, they didn't even know this. And I I was reading Stephen King's On Writing. He has this book that's about writing. And it's so good. And well, it, it was just a weird coincidence too, because I had just sold a show of mine that I was going to write on for the first time. And so I started reading his book. And then I get this part that's, She's a writer. And so it uh -huh. was very, felt very right. But aside from that, um, I mean, I'm a fan. This is a, <laughs> a bucket list to be in a project that that is even in any way tied to Stephen King. So <laughs> did you grow up reading Stephen King? I didn't. I grew, I just remember watching Pet Cemetery um, and being terrified and, and then, <laughs> had an issue with clowns at one point. And so I think I went through all the, I, but I never, I never read the books. I watched all the movies. Um, uh. Now that I'm an adult and know that reading's good for you. Uh, <laughs> doing that. Um, but no, definitely bucket list just to be in something that was his. And also when, when I was approached to do this, I, um, I had a zoom with the creators, writers, um, the Filardi brothers, Jason and Peter Filardi and, uh, Donald DeLine. And really after that, I got off the phone and called my agents and I was like, I just want to work with these people. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out to be a good project. I would have mm -hmm. done anything, but, um, <laughs> but they were just like, especially after you know the year we've had and and you just start to realize like those things matter the people that you're going to spend time with those like mm -hmm. sometimes like it's it matters even more now i think so i just felt that these were the guys yeah i do think it's interesting yeah. that like you so you you were reading his you know king's on writing yeah you are playing the writer did you have any takeaways from that book that you maybe brought into the character at all, or at least in your own writing too? <laughs> well, what's interesting is that I realized in reading that book and in my own writing that that you can really get lost in in a world. And and I my favorite part of writing is when you're kind of the story is writing itself and you're going along with it. And so what I for the first time kind of took to my acting that made it easier for me was to look through the lens of a writer all the time and see everything through that lens. It really kind of gets rid of nerves too. Cause I'm always like looking at the house and thinking how I would describe it or how I would describe and thinking of it through like that was so interesting. And I, I also did, I mean, I mean, I'm not Daniel Day Lewis. I didn't go, that, but I did. Well, I mean, the I did some big stunts by uh, uh, Rebecca had a diary, and I myself wrote in it. Oh, so, interesting. <laughs> yeah. With a fancy pen and stuff like that. So how to write. But then what I would do every night, kind of, to is. After, like before the um, the scene I was going to shoot the next day, I would kind of 
go backwards from it and and write out the story I would write of, of that that event. Um, I found it helpful. It was fun. <laughs> I love that. Well, and given that Rebecca is kind of an addition to the original story too, yeah. like how much freedom did you have in kind of creating that role and creating who Rebecca is? Well, you know, it was so funny. I instantly thought, and maybe because I was reading his book, but I instantly thought of Rebecca as the female Stephen King because she <laughs> wasn't in the original story and mm. she's writing this gothic horror and she's a modern woman ahead of her time. And I, I mean, I'm more known for a part called Stevie. So <laughs> for Halloween, true. I was Stevie King. I had plaids and I was reading um, Stephen King books. And then I had all the little twins and the little, um, so, but yeah, I, I really thought of it like that. Um, and I love, I love that the Fullardi brothers added this character because it's just such, I, I just love that they chose a woman. Um, mm -hmm. It's not as like, especially in that time to, I mean, there was Mary Shelley and to have someone who is like, like that as a character, um, I thought was brilliant. Yeah, that is one of my favorite parts of the character is how progressive she is, especially given the time period yeah. and just dropping little like sentences about the church and things. And I was like, oh, that it felt made an old story feel very new and fresh, mm -hmm. you know. And it was so interesting to me to um, uh, they they had that, you know, she went to Mount Holyoke and mm -hmm. I, I kind of did some research on that school and I want to find a period of time when I can actually like go there as an adult student because they are so progressive. Even today, they are the first school that allowed, it's a, it's a female, like all girls school and they're the first school that allowed trans women. They oh, awesome. really make it so it's like all their mottos and stuff are so empowering and like telling you to question everything. And I wasn't raised like that. I was raised like, you know, children should be seen and not heard. Don't ask, <laughs> don't <laughs> Me too. ask for something is, it is rude to ask yeah. for mm -hmm. something. And so this was like, it's real. I actually was just speaking to um, a journalist the other day who uh, talking to her about this part. And she's like, I went to Mount Holyoke and she went as an adult student. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know they could do that. I need that. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, I just loved how um, how it was saying things that like, I feel like a story told in this time wouldn't say, and it was such a refreshing change, especially given like there's a racial aspect to it and there's totally. a progressive aspect. And I feel like the female characters are substantial characters. And I just yes. love the way that ad adaptation to the story. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what was the atmosphere like on set? in uh, Nova Scotia. I mean, was it really as far removed as it seems? Cause you watch the show and you're like, oh my God, there's must be like nobody for like hundreds of miles from here. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we were shooting in a time where there weren't a lot of people around. It was uh, it's true. weird, but I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm nostalgic for the first wave of COVID, which is weird. Um, yep. <laughs> it, it was that time when we didn't know this was going to last this long and it was so new. And, um, so everything was very isolated. Um, mm -hmm. uh, for me personally, it was 
really special to go back there because the first series I ever did um, was shot there. So I spent like 18, 19, 20 when I was those ages. Um, oh. I, I was there um, in Nova Scotia. It's very different from then now. Like then, um, I mean, everything closed on Sunday and um, there was one pharmacy and which was embarrassing if you were buying embarrassing things at the pharmacy <laughs> through there but it uh, actually I was gonna say it's very different now but it wasn't when we were shooting because everything was closed um so no so that atmosphere but what I thought was amazing um was like when we're in the town the town they built like you really feel like you're in the past. You really like, they really built a little town. There's horses pass by. And um, Mm. so that was, that was really amazing. Hello, this is Jason, co-host of the All 80s Movies Podcast, with a message from Factor Meals. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 ad to choose from every week, you will always have new flavors to explore. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yeah, it, it really does look integrated. I mean, like where the stores actually, could you actually go into it and it actually had like- You can go in, but you are going to come out the other side on okay. uh, <laughs> into nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. Ooh, you know, it was cool though. The the house we shot in Chapelweight, the Chapelweight, yeah. is in fact seriously haunted. Oh my God, um, really? So wow. it's, an, it's an Airbnb and they Airbnb this place and they have the story of that house written up and like, it's really tragic. Like so many family members have died. Like, oh they were nobody who, and also died of a, like a, some plague or something. Also what's weird is this story was written before COVID and there's the illness in town. There is, yeah. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, that just means that the Ferlardi brothers brought this on <laughs> yeah it's all their fault yeah sure. zero. yes yeah. Um, yeah but it was actually kind of great because we could have people like wearing masks or be afraid and you know we didn't have to mm-hmm. fake that as much yeah yeah one of the things that I loved about the show is that it's so atmospheric and it's so like dark and creepy and you mentioned the house being haunted which sounds terrifying and I imagine that would kind of add into the to your performance a little bit but is there anything else that scared you while you were filming okay I'm gonna tell you something that it might be a spoiler um that but I feel like people there's in pictures of vampires and stuff and so i'm gonna tell this but if it's not allowed then then the people listening will say it's not allowed so (laughs) what scared me was i signed on to this project i'd read the first script it was amazing i read the short story because you know i'm a professional and i do my read the short story (laughs) i get to set and shooting this thing about the third or fourth episode in 
I'm starting to see people who look like vampires. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why are there vampires on set? <laughs> I had no idea that there, this, there was vampires in this show. Oh it's a short story. There's a worm, yeah. but um, yeah. no vampires. The, the makeup and the, like, the prosthetic, I love the way they chose to style a vampire um, mm-hmm. uh, because it wasn't like your traditional, I don't know, Twilight. It was like scary vampire. And I couldn't look at him on set. Once really? I realized he was actually an actor and not a real vampire, um, <laughs> then I was like, oh my God, I thought they did a great job with that. And that feels good as an actor because you know you sign on to things and you never know with stuff that has, um, I don't know, see uh, FX stuff or, or prosthetics that, that aren't human, yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a monster. Um, mm-hmm. The day you see that on set and you're like, that's the way it's gonna look. Uh, <laughs> you're like, what am I doing? But this was so good. I was like, I need to step up my regular person acting <laughs> because this vampire. <laughs> Yeah, it's that really little- bloody too and yeah. gory, which I loved. I know, I didn't wow. know it was because I guess I wasn't. I only near the end started to see stuff, but I don't think I was present for a lot of all the blood that I saw in the Red Band trailer. <laughs> and thank God I didn't have to work with any worms. Yeah, no. I was gonna say yeah. it's such it's there's so many like gross out moments. And I wondered if there were any that you were like, all right, this is too much. I'm not doing this. Like, this is. <laughs> I mean, for for me, when I saw that trailer, I hadn't. Well, the, when I saw the the episode where, you know, the worms start. Yeah. Coming, um, I was just so glad that wasn't me because I I feel like I've already been traumatized. I remember, I got I did this show called Twelve Monkeys, and it was a time travel show, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a crazy person and um, there was an episode where I was being tortured and I got an email before this episode came in and the subject line was, how do you feel about spiders? I never want that email again. Like, how do you feel about, and and I was like, oh, what do you mean? I feel really not good about them. Yeah. But it all, mm-hmm. fact, that is the one thing that like, if Martin Scorsese called and said, this is going to make your career be the bit, you just have to like let a spider crawl across your face. I'm sorry, <laughs> Martin Scorsese, this isn't going to work. Um, yeah. so, so, and then I was, but what they ended up doing was like changing it to a tail whip scorpion. You probably don't know what a tail whip scorpion is. Because I didn't. It looks exactly yeah. like a spider. It looks yeah. exactly oh. like a spider. Oh, no. <laughs> and there is actually the, the showrunner of that put this footage on Instagram um, because they didn't use it in the show, but like th- things torturing me, you know, it comes. And I'm I'm a crazy person, so I'm supposed to like it. And it oh. crawled in my mouth, and you hear oh, God. an offset going, oh, and yeah. I'm <laughs> So, anyways, all this to say, I don't trust if someone's like, oh, they're fake worms or they're clean yeah, yeah. worms. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you, worm wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, a worm is a worm, yeah. A worm's a worm, yeah. So thank God. No, the only scary thing I found was really like, the vampires look 
real. They look yeah, like they really do. Vampires were, yeah. Especially with the candlelight, like you, you're kind of yeah. like, what's that? Like, you know, I imagine mm-hmm. everything's shrouded in darkness, so it looks even more terrifying when you're actually yeah. there on set. But yeah, what was the most challenging scene for you, though? Um, you know, was it with the kids, with Adrian. You know, what was the scene that you remember going like, oh man, that was a that was a hurdle out of all the other ones. <sighs> interesting uh i mean i told you about how hard it was to write in my diary um (laughs) i um the i i would probably say with the kids like having it wasn't it wasn't challenging like in an actor way it was kind of great because those kids are so good like Mm -hmm. they're all stars and just such good actors and so they actually made it easy so I guess it was easier but like telling them that that like when they found out that um Rebecca wrote that all that stuff about them and um that was like I felt so bad (laughs) it was so good and so I guess it the truth is it wasn't challenging acting wise as much as it was like I just really did feel bad yeah 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 I guess the action stuff too. There is one point I, oh yeah, I remember this. If the Filardi brothers were here, they'd have much more answers of what was difficult for me. Um, but <laughs> definitely doing all this, like near the end, the action stuff with, with firing a gun and doing that stunty stuff. I still have, I have like scars. I fell Holy in shit. a light there. <laughs> oh, no. like, this is a oh, no. right here. That's a scar. Anyways, yeah. Oh so God. I have war wounds. Um, war wounds. Um, I love that. <laughs> but it was all nothing you'll see on screen because it was me like I'd swing the thing and then I'd fall in the light. So uh, like, yeah. Uh, but uh, that stuff, that stuff was challenging. Love it. Love it. Well, and you mentioned Stevie earlier, and we are both huge fans of Schitt's Creek. Um, what how how was it going from like a modern day comedy to a set that is candlelit and you're swinging and <laughs> shooting guns yeah, and there corsets. are vampires? Yeah. And corsets. Yes. Oh gosh, I didn't even think about that. Wow. Well, it's funny. So my agent, who has been my agent since I was her first client since I was 13. And when I was younger, I used to get the well, there used to be these things called mini series. And they used to be things like you do a, and they were usually period pieces. And usually like I did this one called love on the land and I would be at the time I was like 16 but I would be the mother of seven children in a course and I'd get cast in those things a lot and then you know other things happened and Schitt's Creek happened and my agent was like I want you out of those plaids and baggy jeans and I guess the furthest thing from my baggy (laughs) jeans was a corset so um (laughs) so it was great I actually I actually love being in stuff like that because to me kind of costume does most of the work for you and Mm -hmm. to be in a corset and be in those clothes like I uh it's why I wanted to be an actor like to do different stuff even though Mm -hmm. I love Stevie and it was the greatest job ever but I would come to set take off my black converse put on Stevie's black converse take off my <laughs> baggy jeans put on Stevie's baggy jeans and then I'd mm-hmm. sit behind the desk and be like I don't want to move <laughs> <And> so <laughs> it wasn't a stretch <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I imagine that would kind of help you get into the atmosphere of the show. Too, yeah, actually, yeah. You know. but also working with Adrian, I mean, he is so perfect in, in stuff like, I mean, in everything, but in stuff like that, he's so believable in that time. And, um, it really is. It's yeah. Crazy. He's just old timey. He's like, yeah, he really is mm -hmm. like, he's out like of the that. womb, old timey. Um, <laughs> so yeah. it's great to, to just work with that and not have to make up much because it's all really present for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, where, where do you see Rebecca's story going after this? Um, to a second season. Um, <laughs> I would love that. Um, I actually, I love the way it ended. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it was so moving and, and beautiful. And um, I, I do think she goes on to be the female Stephen King. And mm -hmm. I would love to see that character become that, be the writer of those things, but the kind of writer who goes in for the inspo, like real for reals, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. you got your start originally on, are you afraid of the dark? And you could kind of <laughs> argue that Chapel Wait is a similar, you know, campfire tale. Were those, were you familiar with a lot of campfire tales growing up or did you have any local ghost stories that scared you or still scare oh, you? Yeah, I went to camp and at this camp, there was a story of Chopsy in the woods and Chops, yeah. you guys know Chopsy too? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I thought that was just like that particular camp. So Chopsy scared the shit out of me. Oh, totally. yeah. So scared of Chopsy. I can't believe you guys know Chopsy too. And you went to American. I went to the Canadian camp. Chopsy's international. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I feel like it's it. It was one of those. It, it like hit the Northeast area. Like yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. oh, wow. that's amazing. So that's that amazing. terrified me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been just an absolute joy. Um, thank you, you know, guys. Oh yeah. I love the name of your podcast. Oh, thanks. Yeah. We, <laughs> thank you. we uh, you know, you said you meant you're scared of of uh, clowns, and we, you know, the Losers Club fight clowns. So uh, we, oh, yeah. we're <laughs> here right, to protect. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So fighting yeah. clowns and fighting vampires, I think we definitely would make a good team. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, thank you well, so much. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks a Bye. lot. This has been a bloody disgusting show. Thanks for tuning in. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>